Welcome to Define Real. My name is Deborah, and I will share personal stories that will make you question reality. My intention is to inspire you and instill curiosity and magic into your life. I have 42 years of stories to share, so let's begin. Today, I will talk about dreams and how they influence my choices and inform me of what is about to unfold. I had the most bizarre dream just last night and have them almost daily. I have a journal of my dreams because I love watching how they manifest in my reality and sometimes I don't remember them. I choose something and then I remember what was already communicated to me. It took me years to coexist in peaceful communion with my dreams. Many of them are astral travel or lucid dreams too. Do you know those dreams where you are dreaming and aware of everything? You can choose what you say and do. Well, I always choose to fly. <laughs> I fly a lot in my lucid dreams. The first premonition dream I remember happened the night before I had my first kiss. I had a dream where I was kissing someone. The whole night, all I did was kiss. I was 15 years old and an expert on lying about kissing boys. I did that for years. The day after that dream, I met someone and we kissed that afternoon. While that sweet boy kissed me below a giant tree, my first thought was, I'm so glad I got to practice last night. In one of my latest dreams, I was in bed and I woke up and looked at my legs, which were full of screw bones. I was horrified. Even though it didn't hurt, I could see a vast cut down both my legs and the screws from both sides. It was horrible. I knew somehow that my father had done that to me, so I immediately called him. Why, what did you do to my legs while I was sleeping? You're a civil engineer. You don't know anything about leg surgery. It's like if a doctor tried building a hospital. It's the same thing. I mean, what the F? <laughs> he replied calmly. Ah, oh, it's okay, everything fine, and you're going to be walking way better now. I was like, what? I was utterly disoriented. I hung up the phone, and a friend, who I recognized as a nurse, even though I have no idea who she was, came into my room. I ran to her. I showed her. Look what my father did to my legs. Can you help me, please? Her reaction was, oh, this is excellent work. You're going to feel much better now. And I said, my legs were fine. I didn't need any fixing. And she said, well, didn't you? Are you sure? And I woke up. The first thing I do when I have these dreams is to find an interpretation for them. I used to have a dream dictionary when I was living in Berlin. But because I'm always traveling now, I have no space for it. So I just check online. Getting new legs means doing new things that will be very successful. I'm guessing it concerns speaking with you in this format. It's about sharing my stories this way, being open and vulnerable in a way I never dared to do before. While I'm telling you all these stories, a toxic little voice is inside me questioning my actions. I'm in the process of making friends with this voice, so it won't stop me from telling you all my secrets. Once, I dreamed I was at a party and a bunch of people I knew from the art scene in Berlin were there. Everyone was having fun in a very dramatic and theatrical way. One of them, whom I considered at the time to be my best friend, was wearing a mask and looking at me without saying anything. 
It was so bizarre, I woke up in a sweat. The meaning of that dream was obvious. That person was not who I thought they were. They were not truthful with me. I remember thinking, nah, it can't be. I know her too well. This dream is going to the vault. So I didn't take it seriously and discarded it. Some years passed and this person revealed themselves to not be my friend. They weren't even their own friend. They weren't doing it on purpose. The mask they were wearing was from themselves too. I'll get into more details of this story when discussing friendships. Isn't it eerie that my dream was right all along? I had a series of dreams in 2020 that profoundly changed my life and perception of reality, and I will share it with you now. Remember the beginning of the pandemic? It is such a strange moment, especially regarding our psychological collective well-being. I was intensely involved in energy healing. I spent a year and a half learning and practicing a Japanese technique called Reiki with a dear friend from Tokyo who lives in Berlin. I will tell you more details about it when I talk about my stories in Japan in a future episode. Still, just to contextualize for you, my dreams have changed since I got involved with healing. They are now mostly lucid. It's like I am awakened during the day and living my life. At night, I sleep and dream lucidly. So, I'm always awake in a sense. In the middle of July 2020, I had a sequential dream, which is something I had never experienced before. Every day, for two weeks, I would sleep and start dreaming in the same scenario, with the same things happening around me. I was in a deserted area, and I was kind of like a drone, flying around and watching an epic scene unfold. On the first days, I saw myself as a giant standing on the edge of an enormous cliff. I would fly around my own giant face. I was so big, it scared me, and I had to soothe a lot of mental fear. If you ever met yourself in a dream, you know what I'm talking about. The mind freaks out seeing us in front of us. Every day, that same scene would be repeated, but there was always an evolution to what was happening. Every night, the giant me would have more clothes on, more tattoos on my face and body, one of which I ended up doing for real, and that's also for another episode. And the presence of the giant me would be greater, bigger, more stoic. I was unmovable, waiting for something to come with the attention of a Zen master. There were also lots of tiny balls of light floating around me. As the nights passed, the amount of light balls grew exponentially. By the end of two weeks of watching this scene unfold, I got accustomed to the whole thing and was going to sleep excited to see what the next chapter would bring. Then, one night, things changed. Suddenly, I saw a massive dark liquid. It had the color of eggplants and was coming towards the giant and her light friends with the strength of a waterfall. It was war. The lights threw themselves on the dark liquid. They dissolved and transformed together every time they touched it. It was like they were merging in an intense, epic battle. Then, all of a sudden, I wasn't the flying drone anymore. I was the giant and felt a surge of power that I cannot describe to you. It was like I could lift an entire planet if needed. I recognized myself, and I knew what to do. I took my spear and pointed at the center of the dark liquid. I felt a presence behind me when I was about to move towards it. I only had time enough to move my head to see who it was when I felt a violent, sharp pain in my back. I had been stabbed. I woke up screaming in pain. I couldn't move in my bed and was lying on my stomach. I was back in Berlin and I was terrified. The pain was excruciating. I thought, oh no, 
Did I get COVID? <laughs> but that wasn't it. After a good half an hour trying to get up, I finally managed to go to the bathroom and wash my face. I couldn't breathe properly because the pain was so intense. It was right in the middle of my spine and every breath and step I took was agony. So I did the only thing I could and called my Reiki master. Luckily, she was just a few minutes away from where I was staying, so she ran to see me. She arrived at the house and gave me a sharp look, told me to lie down in the same position I had awakened. She placed a few crystals on my back and did her thing. Slowly, I felt a relief and my breath started returning to me. I fell asleep for a few minutes and woke up with her packing her things back into her bag. I got up, looked at her and told her what had happened. She gave me a serious look and asked, Where were you, Deborah? It's funny because I'm feeling that pain in my back as I tell you this story. It has become a wound. It's sort of like a wound from a battle. I still don't know what this ring means, but I have some theories which are as out there as this whole story. One of them is that I believe we as a species were in a spiritual war in 2020. And many of us fought for the light of reason, kindness and optimism to win. And even if we were stabbed in the back by those who pretended to protect us, we won and we will always win. A few days passed and I recovered from that emotional roller coaster. I started having other kinds of lucid dreams, ones of a more mystical nature. I once saw myself inside a beautiful cave with a lotus flower semi-opened in the middle of a tiny lake. I was lying on a rug on the ground and enjoying the scenery when a little boy approached and sat by my side. He was wearing a cape with a hood that was way bigger than his head and pointing all the way up. His face was covered in tattoos, much like the giant I saw in the other dream. He was incredibly stoic and didn't say a word. He just sat there and looked at me. No emotion. No reaction. He was the embodiment of stillness. I looked at his little hands. He held a red diamond ring. I felt recognition and told him, Oh, this belongs to me, doesn't it? And he just handed it to me. I put the giant ring on my middle finger, where I have a crown tattooed, and a gentle and powerful wave took over my heart. I recognized that boy. He was me. When I woke up, I searched online for the symbol of a red diamond, which I discovered is the most rare of all diamonds. I had never seen a red diamond before because I'm not into diamonds. This symbology was inspiring for me. Time for introspection and solace, strength and courage. These are all traits that I'm passionate about and work daily to incorporate in my life. There was a phase of dreams that I'm still uncovering. In the last dreams of this series, I was in a cave in Egypt and a giant cyclop head floated in front of me and told me in a grave and loud voice, This is just the beginning. You're not ready yet. I had a couple of dreams where I was saying some things to people without any expectation. They would look at me with big, cartoony eyes, like they resonated with that information so much that it transformed them somehow. And then an elderly person would come to me and say, You're not ready yet. Come with me. I always woke up confused from those dreams because I wasn't saying anything to anyone then. But now I am. I wish I could look at your eyes right now. <laughs> Most recently, I had a dream where I was in front of a group of people and made a movement with my arm. An eagle landed on me and we touched our heads together. People started taking pictures of us and I remember thinking, whoa, what am I doing? 
This is cool. Interestingly enough, I've been connecting with birds intensely, personally, especially during my last visit to Brazil. The same thing happened when I was in the Amazon forest. An indigenous people told me I was lucky to have these creatures come after me, since they hadn't seen them for years. I'll talk more about birds in Brazil in the future too. So much to tell you. I also sometimes dream of characters, beings that are not real, and they behave in surprising ways, shaking me to my core. Once, I saw a huge and round being, and he had streamers of baby blue, pink, and green colors all over his body. His eyes were huge too and changing colors. He looked like he was coming from a cartoon. He was a bit crazy and erratic in his behavior. Out of the blue, he produces a huge hammer, like the ones used by judges. The hammer was also changing colors. The being then smashes the ground three times with the hammer violently. It was so powerful. Every time he hammered, I'd jump out of the ground. I woke up from that dream feeling lighter, like I had got my mojo back. Later that day, I received an email from my lawyer with the divorce paperwork ready to be signed. I had been waiting for those papers for months. Divine hammering freedom. Dreaming about paradisiacal places I visit afterward is also a massive part of my experience. I had a dream a few months before coming to Chile where I was at a beautiful house surrounded by the purest nature and there was a peacock on top of a tree looking at me. I went on a group tour when I arrived at the Atacama Desert. I saw some of the same spectacular places my dream had anticipated. The first hostel I stayed in had a female peacock in my backyard. Her name was Valentina, and she gave me many feathers I now carry. The most fascinating thing about these dreams is to trust that they are aspects of myself talking to me, picking up on things that rationally make no sense. They prove how incredibly complex and mysterious we are as a species. We are not finished yet, you know. We are expanding our understanding of being human, something that the scientific fanatics don't seem to comprehend or don't want to. The most exciting aspect of being human is never closing yourself to the possibilities of discovering sides of you that are untouched and unknown. Dreams are a fantastic doorway for self-discovery and expansion of your existence in the world, so don't dismiss what they're trying to tell you. Be curious about them. Don't let anyone interfere with that process. Keep it to yourself and maybe keep a journal of your dreams so you can validate what they're trying to tell you. The more you listen to your dreams, the more substantial and specific their messages will become. I will make another episode with this theme because there are many dreams I want to share with you. I'm having new sequential dreams now, so I'll return to this fascinating topic when I understand them. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and took away some food for your soul. Don't forget to subscribe, share with your friends, and stick around for the next one. Until then, stay curious, keep your mind open, and your heart soft.